there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit but there are five ministry gifts these are ministry gifts seven gifts to serve the body they are offices God gave these gifts to the body to perfect the body to cause the body to be mature spiritually so that we come to that place in Christ where we know who we are and we know what we are meant to do we know how to live the Christian life. People are not just, you know, tossing us up and down, saying things to us, making merchandise of the church, or doing whatever it is that they're doing that's not right. He said, for as the body is one and had many members, I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 12, and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. The Bible does tell us that God made of all men of one blood. Praise God. Now there's a new life source in the spirit, and that is the Holy Spirit. So he's saying that we all drank into the same life source amen so we are one amen for the body is not one member but many if the body shall if the foot shall say because i'm not the hand i'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body and if the ear shall say because i'm not the eye i'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body if the whole body were an eye where were the hearing if the whole we're hearing, where we're the smelling. But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it had pleased him. And if we were all one member, where were the body? But now are there many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. But God had tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God had set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, all right, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing. Do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covert earnestly the best gifts. 
yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, we said that we're going to start from that, that God has set some in the church, first apostles. Now, it didn't say that men set them. It says God set them. Hallelujah. God is the one who gives us these ministry gifts. All right. Now, the, the book of First Corinthians was written uh, before the book of Ephesians. Now, there is continuity concerning these things as we will find in the book of Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 4. Now, the first Corinthians, according to the timeline, uh, if you look at books like the Baker Book of Bible Charts, you will see that it was AD 55 that the book of the Epistle of Corinthians was written while the book of Ephesians was AD 60. And we know that Revelation is progressive. Praise God. So by the time he was writing to the Ephesians, that the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, was writing to the Ephesian church, all letters are for us. He knew more. He was more exact in the things he was talking about. Praise God. Now, somebody might be asking, why are we talking about all of these things? It's good for us to have an understanding of all these things. Amen. So that we know when things are happening, we know why it's happening. We know why we're in church and why we shouldn't, why, why we shouldn't be like, like people who don't want to go to church and allow unbelievers tell us what to do. It doesn't matter whether the unbeliever is wearing a governmental authority, all right? Because he's an unbeliever, his, his state, his spiritual state will affect his policy. So when he's thinking and talking and making decrees, he would not consider things of the spirit. So we're going to go to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as we are called in one hope of our calling. You see, it's the same thought. Praise God. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And so our connection, we are spiritual siblings with Jesus Christ. God is in us all. He dwells in us by his spirit. Where the, the father is not an outside force, he's in us. The Bible said that God is the one, he's the one at work in us to will and to do of his own good pleasure. God is in us. Hallelujah. And so when people are messing around around you, God is seeing firsthand what is going on through you. When you act, you act on God's behalf. Now we're going to see these things and, and reason why God did some things and the, 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 the essence of the church. Let's, let's keep reading. But unto every one of us is given grace. Hallelujah. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. These grace are spiritual faculties. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. 
he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. Verse 8 from the Amplified Version. Therefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes. He totally destroyed the devil and he bestowed gifts upon men. Now, the gifts that he gave us are victorious gifts. The gifts that are already have a mastery over the adversary. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He will all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Now, this perfect here is talking about mature man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, compacted, by that which every joint supplied. So, God gave these gifts to the body to perfect the body. To cause the body to be mature spiritually. So that we come to that place in Christ where we know who we are. And we know what we are meant to do. We know how to live the Christian life. People are not just, you know, tossing us up and down, saying things to us, making merchandise of the church. Or doing whatever it is that they're doing that's not right. Hallelujah. And he gives some apostles. Now I'm going to look at these gifts because so that we know when they are in operation, we know when something is wrong, and we know when to back off. Remember that we are being called and put in the body. God has set the body the way he pleased him. Amen. And he did it for a reason. And all these ministry gifts that God gave to the body were given by the Lord through their abilities, their faculties. They are men who have been, men and women who have insight given to them by the grace of God. They received it by grace. They were, God gave it to them, not because they were anything, you know, it's not, these are not because you went, you have so many degrees. You can have so many degrees like a thermometer and you don't know what we're talking about because it's revelation. Hallelujah. And that's why you can have somebody head a seminary and does not know that Jesus is Lord. Now, the ministry gifts differ from the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We know that. But there are five ministry gifts. 
These are ministry gifts, serving gifts to serve the body. They are offices. They are offices. And the first in rank are the apostles. Apostles are special messengers. They are delegates, people sent with full power of attorney to act in the place of Jesus Christ. They are ambassadors. They are full-fledged ambassadors. Now, all of us are representatives of the kingdom of heaven, but there are two offices in the body of Christ that are ambassadors. The, the apostle and the prophet. God sends them to do things that Jesus himself would have done if he were physically here. This word translated apostle here is synonymous with what we find in the book of Revelation chapter 3. Can we put Revelation chapter 3 verse 1? Agalos. It says, And unto the angel of the church of, uh, in Sardis write, this word angel here is the Greek word angelos and it's synonymous with the word apostle. Praise God. Apostles are trailblazers. There are people that Jesus sends on assignment and says, I want you to go and do these things for me. Go and they, they set up churches especially in places where there had not been churches before or that there are special assignments that he wants them to carry out. Glory be to God. The apostle has the ability as the spirit of God determines to flow in all the ministry gifts. He can teach. He can prophesy. If need be, he works in miracles. He can pastor for a season. He can do the work of an evangelist because he's a trailblazer. So what are the signs of an apostle? How do we know an apostle when we see one? Number one, the first sign of an apostle is that the apostle knows the doctrine of Christ. He knows the doctrine. If he does not know the doctrine, that person is not an apostle. He can't be an apostle because... The apostle is a setter forth of doctrine, teachings of Christ. He must know them. An apostle's opinion concerning the word of God, especially when it has to do with sin, does not evolve. It does not evolve. Because Jesus Christ, the same, who sent him, the same yesterday, what today, what tomorrow, and forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God does not mutate. It does not change in form. It's what it is. For an apostle not to know the doctrine of Christ is like an ambassador who does not know the constitution of his own nation. Is it possible? Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship 
and in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Second epistle of John, verse 7. It says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abided in the doctrine of Christ, he had both the Father and the Son. And if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. He that helps him in any way is a partaker of his evil deeds. It is not possible to be an apostle and not know the doctrine of Christ. Number two, he must have seen Jesus Christ because it's a direct commission. It's like somebody who says he's a minister or a secretary in the United States of America but has never met Joe Biden right now in this administration. He has never met Joe Biden. Is it possible? An apostle is not any, just anybody. Jesus can't send you without seeing you. Do you know, you get what I'm saying? Is it direct contact? In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the apostle Paul let us see this very clearly. Amen. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? And not in my walk in the Lord. He must have seen Jesus. If he has not seen him, he's not an apostle. He couldn't have been an apostle. According to the scriptures. Now, not everybody who has seen Jesus in a, in a, in a have had a Jesus appear to them is an apostle. It depends on what he did when he came to you. He will call you and say, I've made you an apostle to do this. 2 Corinthians 12, 12. Truly, the signs of an apostle are wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. An apostle must have miracles, signs, wonders, great operations of the Spirit of God. These are signs of an apostle. If you don't have it, you're not an apostle. An apostle is not a title you can desire just like you can desire to be a bishop. It's a calling. Jesus appears to you, calls you into that ministry. And the Holy Ghost confirms it with signs, with miracles. Follow me. There is evidence of the work. Hallelujah. They do mighty things in the kingdom of God. It doesn't have to start very big, but eventually it's going to become big.